Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Hello there, everybody. This is Coach Manaman, and you're listening to This Week in Dubuque Baseball. Find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and find me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the December 5th version 2020 of This Week in Dubuque Baseball. Lots of exciting news to report in the Dubuque area baseball scene prior to the week of December 5th. Exciting show for us today. We will have Kellen Strohmeyer, University of North Carolina baseball commit, joining us shortly. If you are a fan of the Chicago Cubs, then you know that Colin Ray from Cascade and the University of Northern Iowa has re-upped with the Cubbies for one more year. He signed a free agent contract with them for a little over 700000 and he did have interest in a handful of other teams as well. Two names that have Dubuque ties on the draft board in the upcoming Major League Draft. The most recent perfect game mock draft has Waller Catholic, Ian Moeller, projected as the eighth overall pick to the Colorado Rockies. And a name you also might not recognize, Jackson Job. He has connections to the Dubuque area as well. His mom, Jenny Lukens, was a Hempstead grad, and his dad, Brant Job, is a professional golfer on the PGA Tour. He's projected to go in the first round, 21st, overall to the Chicago Cubs. We had some local high school players recently commit to play at the next level. Michael Garrett, outfielder from Hempstead, will be joining Loris College. Zach Sabers is going to go to Kirkwood Community College. He is the super utility from Hempstead, catcher, third, short, pitcher. He might even do your laundry for you after the game. And Cole Smith has agreed to go to Southeastern Community College and catch up with Casey Perrineau as well. Dubuque recently had three pitchers added to the Prep Baseball Report Top 10 Pitchers You Must Know. Jared Walter from Walter from Wallert came in at number three. Number five was Aaron Savory from Wallert. And here is a name to remember. He's a young guy, but he's going to make an immediate impact in Western Dubuque. And that is J.T. Goodman. You might recognize that name. His brother, Sam, also prepped there as well. We have some updates to the Perfect Game Rankings. 2021, number one ranked player in the state of Iowa is Ian Moeller from Wallert, and he is ranked fourth nationally overall. 2022 rankings, the number one player in the state of Iowa is Tommy Speck. He's committed to play at the University of Kentucky. Coming up guest, Kellen Strohmeyer has committed to play at the University of North Carolina, and he is 
uh, Hempstead Mustang shortstop. And Solon Munson comes in at number two. He's a catcher, versatile player, outfielder. He can probably do anything on the field. He is the number two ranked player in the state of Iowa for that class of 2023. Well, let's not wait any longer. Kellen Strohmeyer is joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And today we are joined by Hempstead Mustang shortstop, University of North Carolina commit, and the number two ranked player, number one ranked shortstop in the state of Iowa, according to Perfect Game, Kellen Strohmeyer. Kellen, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Thank you for having me. Always great to connect with players around the area. Always great to connect with uh, my alma mater, some former Hempstead Mustangs as well. So, Kellen, tell me about that perfect game ranking. You are listed as the number two player in the state for your um, recruiting class, which is what year are you going to graduate in? Uh, you're 2022. So 2022, you are the number two ranked player in the state of Iowa. How did they come up with that ranking? What it is, is it about your game that makes you stand out, that makes you as the number two player in the state of Iowa? I think uh, I get that high because I, I perform at the, the Perfect Game tournaments um, and things that – make me stand out like number one i think is my speed for sure like i can hit a like weak little grounder shortstop and still beat it out which is one of the things that help me get recruited too otherwise um being a leadoff hitter and then getting doubles making my plays at shortstop everything like that helps me uh improve my ranking like that Speed is one of those things that is difficult to coach and difficult to improve on if if you weren't born with it. And one thing I, I do want to talk to you about is I was looking through your Twitter page last night and you had quite a recruiting trail. You, I believe, got an offer from the University of Louisville. You made a trip to Touchdown Jesus on Notre Dame's campus, and you then settled, and I don't want to say settled because you're not settling, but you decided to commit to the University of North Carolina and play for the Tar Heels. What was it about North Carolina that led you to commit to that program at such a young age? Well, the first time I visited them, it was actually when I was on my Duke visit. We had, like, it was our last day. We had nothing else to do, so we just drove over to UNC because it's not that far away. And, like, the moment I stepped on campus, I had a feeling that it was it. Like, I was just excited to – the camp that I was going to was, like, a month after. Like, I just wanted to get there so bad. And I I built a really good relationship with the coaches, and uh, I called Coach Forbes quite a bit at the beginning of the recruiting process, like, he really made it seem like he was very interested and really wanted me and made me feel like like this is the place. And then on top of that, like they're a winning program. They get to College World Series. They get to Omaha, which is everybody's goal in college baseball. And also their facilities were awesome. They have a new indoor facility, their locker rooms, everything, Boschmer Stadium. Like everything about it is perfect. Even like the degree, a degree from UNC goes a long way too. 
Yeah, they are a very reputable school. Definitely a lot of doctors, lawyers, uh, great professions that, that come out of that school. I knew I was going to forget one on your recruiting trip, and, and I did see Duke. It, it's yeah. my mind. But, you know, let's let's be honest. North Carolina is one of those schools where everybody – at some point in their life was or is a fan of North Carolina, whether it's the baby blue or the Jordans or following them when they had Jordan and James Worthy and, and Dean Smith. So everybody I feel has a soft spot in their heart for uh, the University of North Carolina. Now, what do you think is your biggest strength you shared was your speed. What, what is something that you think that you need to work on and improve on when you look at your game? Probably my arm strength a lot, like, and accuracy. Like, I have a lot of, my arm just kills sometimes, and I need to, like, get in better condition and, I think a lot of things for scouts to see is that arm strength across the diamond, which I think I really need to improve on that a lot. You have a couple years before you make the trip to the University of North Carolina. Has the coaching staff shared their plans on how they might use you? Are they hoping you come in as a shortstop? Or are they planning on moving you to the outfield? Or are you willing to do whatever they're willing to tell you to do? Have they given you any insight on that, how they plan on using you? No, they haven't said anything about how they plan on using us, but like a lot of Division One programs, that, like they recruit a lot of shortstops because a lot of times they're the best athletes and they can really move them anywhere around the field. So I'm totally open to playing shortstop, third, second, outfield, anywhere that I can play, I'll play. I'm totally down for it. That's that's usually how it goes. You, you get a team full of shortstops, and then you can um, coach them to to play other positions, especially since they generally are the most a- the most athletic kid on on the high school field. Now training where are you training at what are you doing who are you training with do do you have a squad like they do in the nba where all these guys from different teams get together and work out together what what, what are you doing in the off season oh uh, so after jupiter i totally shut down my arm i haven't been throwing at all i just need to get it rested and recovered and have been hit a little bit but now december starts so i'm starting a program over at emb that's where I do all my uh, winter stuff. And um, people I train with, I train with like uh, Tom Specht a lot, me, him, and, and Logan Rundy, and uh, George Sherlock, Aaron Savory. A lot, actually, a lot of our Hempstead team, Trace Haber, a lot of people over there. We all just work together and hit, do all that stuff. It's fun. Now, it would not be fair to have you on and not talk about last last season. You had a magical run with the Hempstead Mustangs. You had a walk-off home run against the Iowa City Little Hawks in the regular season where I heard they were taunting you, calling you Tar Heel the whole game. Now, when you reflect back on last season, that, that 2020 season, what were some of the best memories and best moments that that stood out to you I mean, there was a ton on and even off the field it was obviously a unique season because we kind of had a quarantine with ourselves we didn't really hang out with any of my other friends that are on the baseball team so a lot of the members came off the field because i think we i think we came closer as a team because of the covid because we could 
only do stuff with each other, which I think helped us on the field and our chemistry a lot. Other than that, like obviously the state playing at Principal Park was awesome. Uh, I'll never forget the moment we turned the double play to go to state either. First Prairie came back, Logan Rundy's home run, all that stuff. Like I'll never forget that. That was all like awesome. I would say that. I, I watched a lot of games of the state tournament this past year. I did go to the game against um, Ankeny where you guys lost, but I did watch a lot of them from the comfort of my basement. And I will say that you hit the hardest ball in all of the state tournament. You hit a line drive that hit the 408 sign to dead center field at Principal Park, which is quite the poke. I can't remember. Was that a double or was that a triple? And off the bat, were, were you thinking it was gone? And, um, and what was it like for the kids that have not played at Principal Park or the, the younger kids that want to make it to Principal Park? What, what was it like playing there? Oh, yeah, that was a triple and. I, I didn't – I don't even know if it was going to hit the fence. Like, honestly, it felt really good off the bat. I had no idea where it was going. I know that fence was really deep. But, honestly, it's something, like, I'll never forget playing there. It's so cool, this Capitol building in the background and the energy of all the fans. Like, when we play the Des Moines teams, obviously they got home crowd advantage, so they're all hype. And it's just cool being in the locker we got to be in the, the cages of the Iowa Cubs before the game, just in there and – hanging out and stuff before the game and walking through the hallways and seeing their clubhouse. Like that's like a goal is like to get to that next level and actually play at that stadium for real. And then even like off the field, like going to the restaurants before the game and hanging out at the hotel, the bus ride there, everything was just a great experience. Yeah, that was that was probably my favorite experience when we were there in, in 2014 is having all of your meals comped and staying in a hotel with, with your teammates, the coaching staff, some of your closest friends, those bonding moments. I remember when we were there in 2014, Manny Ramirez was doing um, a rehab assignment for the Cubs. I believe the Cubs had signed him for the short time. And Chris Tompkins was going around looking at all of the lockers and being like, I wonder which one is Manny Ramirez's. Just think Manny Ramirez sits in one of the same chairs that one of us is sitting in right now. And, you know, he would go to the bathroom and be like, Manny Ramirez went to the bathroom in, in one of these urinals. And, and it was cool sitting there with the guys in the clubhouse watching on the multiple big screens they had in their, the, the game before us. Now, Kellen, I do want to talk to you about this because this has kind of been the, the hot topic. And it's also one of those topics, too, where it seems like there really is no right or wrong answer. But um, a lot of people, you know, have their opinions and, and they really don't want to talk about it. But we know that Iowa of the 50 states is the only state that plays baseball in the summertime and we do know that Ian Moeller has had a lot of success playing travel baseball throughout the country at a higher level and we know that scouts will attend those tournaments but it's very rare for a scout or a college coach 
at the high Division One level to come and watch an Iowa baseball game. So do you have any thoughts about playing elite travel baseball in the summer and possibly not playing for Hempstead and, and sitting out um, your Hempstead season so you can travel all over the country? Have you put any thought into that or have any opinions on that? No, I've never had a thought about that. I, I It doesn't mean I don't think it's a good thing. Like, I think it's very beneficial if you do that and don't play high school ball and play child ball and go around because I think some of the tournaments in the summer are some of the best tournaments to get scouted. But also, like, Hempstead baseball, that's the thing I look forward to most in the summer is just playing with my buddies and stuff like that. And I have a great relationship with the Hempstead coaches, and I would never not play Hempstead baseball because it's just – what I look forward to a lot. And I will say this to the, the players out there, and I will say this to the coaching staffs out there. I, I've i seen Marion do it and do it successfully. Um, I know um, Owen Puck has, has done that and a couple other of his teammates where they've gone away for a short period of time, played those tournaments, come back for Marion, and then made a run um, to the state tournament. Kellen, it wouldn't be fair if – we signed off with that podcast ending double play if we didn't talk about Hempstead 2021. What are your personal goals? What are your team goals? And you guys are losing the right side of your infield in Andrew Henry and Max Pins and losing your number one pitcher. Many people are going to say it's too hard for you guys to replace all of that, and you guys are going to have a setback this season. So talk to us. Give us a, uh, a prediction. Don't want to give us any bulletin board material, but what, what's, what's, what do you think is going to happen with this 2021 season for the Hempstead Mustangs? Yeah, obviously our seniors uh, graduating are a big loss, but I'm confident that we have people replacing them that are just as well, like, uh, obviously, our right side of the infield, but we lost. But we'll have guys step up over there. Dane Schoep is a great player. He'll step in at second base. And I think we're going to move Trey Shaver over to first base, who had a phenomenal phenomenal year for us last year. And I'm also not worried about our pitching. Um, I know Rundy, Rundy will be our number one this year. And I played with him all fall, and he was shut down, lights out. And then the rest of our pitching staff, even all the way to our bullpen, I think we're all, I think. We're not going to lose a step this year. I think we'll be right back in it. Kellen, what are your personal goals for the 2021 season? Um, I got to be more of a leader this year. It's uh, my second year in varsity and step up and be more vocal. And also, I think as a leadoff hitter, which I don't know if I'll be this year for sure, but if I am again, even if I'm not a leadoff, I need to steal more bases for sure and uh, put some more pressure on the catcher so he can push across more runs and um, defensively limit the airs. Kellen, I wish you and your teammates the best of luck in the upcoming season. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this first episode of This Week in Dubuque Baseball. And, Kellen, I forgot to mention in your bio that probably your biggest accolade is you were the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast Newcomer of the Year Award. I cannot believe I forgot to put that in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Best of luck in the basketball season as well. Take care. 643, we're out of here.
postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.